Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at l-i-n-k-a-t-r dot e-e forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. TerraNut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly, and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code, LUMAVS, and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. TerraNut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code, LUMAVS, at checkout. Fuel your life. You're listening to the Music Is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs, on the Rat Sound Review Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Lou Mabs here with the Music Is Life podcast. Hope you're doing well. It is Thursday, May 16th. And I'm home right now, about to go do some household chores, uh, chilling here with the dog Aloysius, my uh, my best friend, my Shih Tzu, or as I like to call him, Wishes, Wishy, or Bonehead. <laughs> Anyways, hope everybody's doing well. I know that this is actually pretty rare, where I'm doing two podcasts in one week, but uh some stuff going on in the music world that I have an opinion on that I think would actually be very helpful to you young, upstart, upcoming musicians. So, anyways, first article was something I read about the famed Swedish guitar god Ingve Malmsteen, where Blabbermouth posted an article saying that his former singers, quote, would always cause trouble. They would always be there acting like they were special, end quote. So if anybody doesn't know who Ingve Malmsteen is, he was a, well, he is a guitar player born and raised in Sweden who grew up in a very musical family where all of his family members played a different instrument. And he saw Jimi Hendrix on television. And it was the day that Hendrix died. And the vision that he saw was of Hendrix burning his guitar. I think this was at the Monterey uh, Pop Festival. Uh, burning his guitar in effigy and while it was feeding back and he thought it was cool. So that made him want to pick up a guitar. And his whole life, you know, he was basically a Blackmore Hendrix clone. Although he would say that he was not influenced by Hendrix or Blackmore, that he was influenced by Bach and uh, Paganini I think that's how you pronounce his name and all the classical composers so he actually thinks of himself more as a composer than as a rock guitar player and 
finds more influence at classical music than he does rock and roll, which I'm sorry, that that's a load of bull. If anybody remembers Ingve from his days in Alcatraz, he was a Blackmore clone, and I will take that to the grave. And Ingve, you should take that to the grave as well. But regardless, to the, back to the story of Ingve. So he uh, came to L.A., joined the band Steeler, which was basically Ron Keel's band with my friend Rick Fox on bass. What's up, Rick? Hope you're doing well. Congrats on the recent reunion with Steeler in Ohio. Hope it went well. Sorry I missed it. And Ingve basically said, you know, he didn't want to play Ron Keel's songs. So Graham Bonnet, formerly of Rainbow, <coughs> former band of Richie Blackmore of Rainbow, <coughs> was looking for a new guitar player and discovered Ingve. So they wrote what I think is the best album Ingve ever wrote or recorded which is Alcatraz's No Parole from Rock and Roll. And Beth Amy Heavenstone, if you're listening to this, please tell Graham that that is one of my all-time favorite albums and thank you for the years of quality music. With Rainbow Alcatraz's solo stuff in Pelletary, Graham Bonnet's an awesome singer. And... Apparently there was some trouble in Japan, some trouble in paradise where Ingve went into business for himself and Graham fired him from it, though Ingve would say that he quit. Um, and then he formed his own solo project, which was Rising Force. And he basically uh, wrote all the music himself, produced all the music himself, had the Johansson brothers, Jens on keyboard, and Anders on um, drums. Anders is now the drummer in Man of War. Jens is now the keyboardist of, <laughs> oddly enough, Rainbow, uh, formerly a member of Dio and Stradivarius, two of my favorite bands, with an amazing amount of lead singers that he played with, uh, such as Jeff Scott Soto, who was probably most well-known in the States for having fronted Journey in between Steve Algieri and Arnel Pineda. He's also had Mark Bowles in his band, uh, Tim Ripper Owens, formerly of uh, Judas Priest, and Iced Earth. Uh, who else has he had? Um, I know he had a singer from Candlemas as a singer at one point. But now Ingve basically, it's just him with hired guns. And according to him, this article states, well, that's how I did it in the beginning when I started out, when I was a kid. When I came to the States in the 1980s, I was in Steeler. I was in Alcatraz and they had singers. In 1984, I started my solo career. So from that point on, it was never a band. And it's very important to remember that because a lot of people don't seem to understand what I'm doing. They think that I'm putting bands together and I fire them. And I don't do any of those things. I write everything and then I say... Here's your paycheck. I give you so much money a week. You've got to sing this. These are the lyrics. These are the melodies. Or you've got to play this on the keyboard. So you've got to play this on the bass or the drums. So basically, I would finance the whole thing and I would give them a salary. So it's never been a band per se. Now, mind you, everything Ingve has put out since Alcatraz or Steeler has his name on it. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but 
I got to go with Ingve on this. If he's the one that's writing the music, if he's the one that's producing the music, if it's his name on the product that he's releasing, then he's right. He could do whatever he wants. And you as a consumer can either accept it or reject it. And like everything, you speak with your wallet. If you continue to support Ingve, then this is what he's going to do. And you either have the option to buy it or not buy it. But to you up-and-coming musicians out there, take this as, how would you say? I, I wouldn't, not that I would say that it's a warning, but take this business plan as a, a cautionary tale. There, that's what I would say. If you join a band or an artist that already has a name for themselves, you are a hired gun. You're a hired gun. You're not going to own anything when it comes to the original trademark. You're not going to own anything when it comes to publishing or royalties from previously released albums. And you're not going to get any of your songs on the record. You are a hired gun. You accept a salary for your work done, both in the recording studio and on, on stage. Maybe you could receive a performance royalty, but that's something that you got to work out with the artists that you're recording with. And... It's it's not illegal to do it that way. So if anyone thinks, oh, Ingvay's a jerk for doing this, well, he, is he? I mean, granted, I think that the way that he left Alcatraz was pretty low. Um, I think when you join a band with other musicians and it's a 20% all around, you know, if it's a five piece, if it's a 20% equal all around thing, then... You can't go into business for yourself. You know, I think that's pretty unethical. Though some people in that position may think otherwise. But, you know, and, and who am I to say that they're wrong? What's done is done. But for any musician out there that wants to join a band that's established, please take this as a cautionary tale. If you stay with the band long enough, chances are you may get an increase in salary or by the grace of God, you might actually become a partner. But that's rarely ever the case. Look at a band like Kiss. The original partnership was Paul, Gene, Peter and Ace. Peter left. Then it just became Peter. Sorry, not Peter. Uh, Paul, Gene, and Ace. Ace quit. Now it's just Peter and Gene. Sorry, Paul and Gene. Why in the hell do I get Peter and Paul confused? I need to get my biblical names right. Anyways. <laughs> um, so as I was saying, so now it's just Paul and Gene. And guess what? Because Gene in the 80s decided that he wanted to be Mr. Hollywood, Paul pretty much took over the reins. So... Whatever Paul really says in Kiss is what goes mostly. Gene is a partner. He's equal. But guess what? Gene can't do anything without Paul. 
Paul won't do anything kiss-related without Gene. And that's Wishes that you just heard in the background right now. Um, so, and, and that's the way it is. When all members of KISS joined after the original two left, so that includes Eric Carr, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Mark St. John, even to this day, Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer. They are not members in the KISS partnership. They are employees. They are hired guns who have stuck it out. So I'm sure Paul and Gene take really good care of them. But with ink, which is, but, <laughs> but with, um, with, uh, with Ing Van Malmsteen, I don't know what he pays them, but you know, uh, what, what he pays his band members, but look at the track records. You know, a lot of the members stick around for so many albums and tours and then they bail when they don't get what they think they, what, what they, what they want out of it, when they don't get what they want out of it. So, you know, you can find yourself in a position where you join a group like KISS where your membership and, you, you know, your work ethic leads to something lucrative. Or you could be in a position like Ingve where, you know, you go in, you do what he tells you because he can. Or you do everything your own and then you can... You know, you, you can either record and, re- and and release everything on your own or you can hire musicians and you pay them a salary or join a band, get established together, and when you sign that record label, when, when you sign that deal, guess what? You're an equal partner. So those are pretty much the situations that you as a musician, if you want to do this as a career, that's... Th- those are your options. Form a band, either do an equal partnership or say, no, you guys are employees of mine. I'm going to pay you a salary. And then you keep the, the bulk of what goes on. Or you can join a band and stick around for the long haul and be met with rewards like, what Tommy Thayer and uh, Eric Singer are doing right now. I mean, they've been members of KISS full-time. Now, again, I said members, not partners, but members since 2004, 15 years. I'm sure they're not making peanuts. At least I hope they're not. I think it would probably behoove whoever listens to this, this podcast to watch the movie Hired Gun. Um, I, I, I watched it on Netflix. I think it might be available on Amazon Prime. But it's a great uh, documentary on what some of these musicians who they're either they, they, they've been hired guns their whole career and they've done pretty well for themselves or they started out as hired guns till they were able to meet like-minded musicians to form a band where it's like they now have a majority stake in what they're doing or you can even um, see cautionary tales like Liberty DeVito's, who was a, a, a full-time member of Billy Joel's band. Then all of a sudden, Billy gets screwed over by his accountant. And then 
Billy Joel get uh, Billy Joel decides, hey, you know what? These guys who are loyal to me, I'm not going to reward them for their loyalty. I'm going to give them a smaller cut, and I'm going to keep the majority. Sorry, Billy, I love your music, but let's face it, that's what you did. Doug Stagmeyer committed suicide over this, which is a tragedy. I mean, I thought Billy Joel had probably one of the best recording and live bands ever growing up. I mean, those guys recorded everything with him from his uh, first album, um, maybe not Cold Spring Harbor, but definitely Piano Man up until Stormfront. And then all of a sudden he decided to switch members around for River of Dreams. And guess what? Billy hasn't recorded an album since then. That's 1993. It's now what? 2019? That's, do the math, 26 years later. Billy hasn't recorded any new music since then, probably because he could be a multitude of reasons. Maybe he doesn't want to pay anyone any royal performance royalties. Either way, musicians should take this as a cautionary tale. Now, you're probably asking, well, how does Lou know all of this? Well, because I almost signed a record deal where the record label was going to own all my music, all my copyright, all my publishing. You see, Wishes doesn't like them either. (laughs) Truth is that I said, you know what? I'd rather be broke and do things my own way than be broke and do it somebody else's way. And I'm not bitter. I work full time. I have a full time job. But I still get to record and release music whenever I want. And I still get to perform whenever I want. And I feel fulfilled. So people... Wishes is probably barking at the wind right now. I feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And remember, you need to treat music how you wanted to treat you. If you wanted to, you know, to make it your full-time career, then you need to do what you have to do to do it. But if you're... If you all you want to do is just release your art and, 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 and release quality product out for the masses to consume and you find value in it, you want others to find value on it, then you don't need to be a, a, a slave to the system. You really don't. But if your job, if, if, if your goal is you want to join a band and tour the world, well, here are some of the cautionary tales that you need to be aware of it's not a bed of roses not saying that you can't make it work for you just you know be smart you know look into it watch that documentary hired gun i i highly recommend it and if anyone thinks i'm casting shade on ingve as a business person or you know if i think what he's doing is unethical i'm really not i mean you know it's like anything. You're walking into an open manhole. You know what you're going to get into. You know, if, if you're walking into a position where you're a hired gun for a guy who thinks very highly of what he's doing, you can't call the guy egotistical. I mean, you could, but what's it going to benefit you? If you want to join his band, those are his rules. It's no different than joining any company. You know, if you're going to if, if you want to be hired full time, you got to abide by their rules. If you don't like it, pick up your stuff, move on to the next one. You know, the world doesn't owe you anything, but you owe it to yourself 
to give the best you uh, to, to the world. You know, no one likes it when you half-ass anything. So, you know, just be mindful of that. Anyways, so that's my episode. Uh, just giving an opinion on something Ava Malmsteen wrote and uh, well, said and my two cents on it. Hopefully you find something out of it. And uh, yes, by the way, that was a metal version of uh, the Game of Thrones theme that you heard at the beginning. Uh, something I heard on YouTube. I liked it and I'm very excited about the finale of Game of Thrones. I'm not like one of these boneheads that are saying, you know, HBO should go ahead and and then re- rewrite the entire uh, eighth season. Oh, shut up. <laughs> really, accept it for what it is or just go away. Anyway, so thanks for listening in. Once again, this is Lou Mavs. This is the Music is Life podcast. And I wish you all a very good day. And uh, check out my uh, friend's podcast, uh, J-Cab Morris, the Yakuza Kick Radio, Shaheen and Boxman. Um, excuse me, Shaheen and Boxman with the Hot Tag Podcast, Aaron and Chris with Decibel Geek Podcast, and Ralph and Ian with the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and also check out uh, my two new favorite celebrity podcasts, David Lee Roth and uh, Tommy Dreamer in the House of Hardcore. Anyways, take care, everyone. Bye. listening to the Music Aside podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsad Review. Check out the other shows on Ratsad Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man Metals Musings, The Right Opinion, The Vieira Vault, The Timo Toki Podcast, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, and The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Medium, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leuk, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislifepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at Mavs at musicislifepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out www.ratsareview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers.